We represent you. Outside again, Tupou away, Tedesco put it in, this time it's Kiri in support. We feel you by your presence. Via Rooster. Well, Roosters fans, welcome to another week of Roosters Radio. And to say we are proud of the effort Silky and Bells of last Friday night's game, the blockbuster against Parramatta, is an understatement. I know Coach Robinson's proud. Yeah, there's a little bit to work on, particularly refereeing. But before we start, we need to kick off the show with some sad and somber news for our Roosters fans and our Roosters family. Uh, We had the passing of two of our Roosters last week, Silky and Bells, um, Eastern Suburbs legend Barry Bunny Riley. Barry died age 73. Uh, Barry come from our junior club, the Paddington Colts, something I'm really proud of. He was an amazing man on and off the field. He played 195 first grade games for the Roosters. He was in the famous 74 and 75 grand finals. It's been all over our Roosters pages all week. Uh, It's common news, but it happened after our show last week. We want to put our condolences and sympathies out to Barry's family on behalf of Roosters Radio. Um, Some details will be updated on both the Roosters and the Paddington Colts websites for Barry's honouring and his service of his life. Also, we lost over the weekend another great rooster, rooster number 867. Someone a bit close to our heart, Silky, you ball boyed for Shane. Shane Senior is a great rooster and a great man. And unfortunately, uh, Shane lost his life on Friday. You know, our commiserations and deepest sympathies goes out to Marnie, who's uh, you know, a wonderful local. And of course, Boston Baxter and Tilly, his daughter. We want to pass on our sincere condolences to the Senior family. Yes, Bush. Two great gentlemen there and very, very sad news, but our hearts and thoughts and prayers go out to both families. Welcome back to Roosters Radio fans. And as mentioned in our prelude, what a game it was Friday night. Welcome, Silky. Welcome, Bells. Bells, firstly, you. How did you see it? Wow, what a game on Friday night it was out there at Bank West Stadium. Great venue to watch football at. I didn't go on Friday night, but the crowd looked like they were right into it. But what a courageous effort from our lads. It just was heart and ticker all over it, I thought. They, they, They gave it their all. Yeah, they did. Silky, what do you think? Oh, look, I think I uh, I echo those sentiments. I was extremely proud of of their defensive effort. They were gutsy. They just hung in there. Look, Para only won the game in the dying minutes. I mean, we're going to talk about the errors and, and possession and some of the stats around the game. But I think Coach Robinson summed it up best in the press conference when he said, uh, we're in the game because we were courageous, but we weren't in the game because we weren't smart enough with the footing. I think that sums up uh, the performance there on Friday night. Definitely. The errors... They hurt us big time. 16 to 8 errors, boys. Yeah, and I think the amount of tackles, Bells, you just can't use that much petrol in your tank. It was so gallant, though. Like, the way they defended the line, the way they really stuck to the Parramatta, you know, it was a tit-for-tat sort of game, wasn't it? You know, it just tossed and turned, and, you know, the ascendancy was well, when their they way. went for the field goal, Bush, that spoke volumes, I thought. The of fact course. that they knew they couldn't cross the stripe, you know, they were going for the one-point lead. I thought that was a, a huge call from Parramatta. Look, they got those tries late, but... Hats off to the defensive coaches because they did a remarkable job and, and there were some amazing uh, stats in and around some of the, the tacklers. Well, on those tackles, 
we made 425 tackles to their 271. So almost double, yeah. almost double yeah. the amount of defence that we had to produce. And that is the problem, Bells. You know, when you're putting that much defensive effort into the game, uh, you just you just can't, you know, get back up for a, a strong run. And, and there was so much to like about what our players did, but yeah, just ran out of fuel. Well, I think Nat Butcher topped the tackle count with 70 tackles. I thought it was one of the best games He's played in the red, white, and blue in his long and illustrious career. Uh, there was also some other notable mentions, I think. Ben Marshke, he got 69 tackles, so only one less than yeah, that. Well. Yeah, mm, he... You could see Ben Marshke had absolutely worked his butt off. Cut on the eye as well, you know, yeah. strapped their head up and just uh, six again, play on, son. Look, I thought the referee had a great game, if you go for Parramatta. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because uh, it's it has to be discussed. I mean, look, there's two calls there that we didn't get a ruling on that, you know, had a huge impact on the game. Like if it's 13 and 11, let's let's call it for what it was. Surely the result could be different. Well, what's interesting is Coach Robinson in the press conference afterwards, he didn't mince any words. We didn't expect him to. I don't know if there's any fine involved. It was involved very measured, it. I thought. It was very measured, very thoughtful, as we come to uh, understand from his, his... Yeah, you expect it. But I thought he, he did a great job in articulating how everyone felt. Obviously, the fans used different language bells. You talked about some of that language last week that is not so complimentary. But apparently uh, we've had the bunker sacked and I believe that um, they're moving a few chess pieces around the board, as I say, with the refereeing based on that game because there was two incidences. Peter Sterling went off his brain on on the footy show on Sunday saying it was ridiculous. He said, I'm a Parramatta man. He said, of course I want Parramatta to win. But those refereeing decisions, that's not first grade standard. And you know what? You know, they're the results. Incompetent. That was Robbo's yeah. word. Yep, Incompetent. Absolutely. Unfortunately, it's cost us two points. We've mm. lost a player for a number of weeks in, in Drew Hutchison. You know, Teddy's had his second head knock in as many matches. The game has come out and said they're going to protect players, but, you know, unfortunately that didn't happen there last Friday night. Well, you could see Drew was an absolute pain. I don't think Dylan Brown did that deliberately. No, definitely accidental. It was accidental, but it was really careless. It wasn't reckless, it was careless. And, you know, the result is when someone, like you saw him walk off, I thought, oh, it must be rib cartilage because when someone's in that much pain, to find out he's punctured his lung and broken a rib, Mate, it's pretty serious stuff, and getting oxygen, it's its a bit of a concern. So our uh, thoughts go out to Drew, and hopefully he's back on the uh, the paddock soon. Teddy's head knock, you know, they're focused on that. What do they have to do at the NRL to get players not to attack the head? It's ridiculous. I mean, we're losing another, players. Another one I thought that was quite accidental in as much as he fell into it. He's got He's running to the line. He kind of loses his footing and falls into it. But there's no attempt to use the arm to lock Correct. him up. So it's a shoulder charge every day of the week. In the head. Yeah. Mate, exactly. you, you know you can pull out of it. Why I get so fired up about this is because we're losing players that are rated knots and good players, be it roosters or not, because we're not protecting the head. Let's move on and talk about some of the other performances. Look, we're going to be speaking to Matty Cavalu tonight. I thought he was brilliant. Three tries, 184 metres, 10 tackle breaks. Uh, I thought he stood up as well as uh, his number two or his opposite winger, Daniel Tupu. He was brilliant as well, as he has been all season. Definitely. Toop's got 189 run metres. So the actual back three, we led the kick returns, the metres. So we're on top of that. So they all had a great game bringing the ball back off our own line, which we always do anyway. Toop's is outstanding at that. Yeah, the back three played awesome, I thought. Well, Bells, I thought JWH was outstanding. 148 metres, 50 tackles. I mean, that's a big game from our big man. Father Time's uh, coming towards JWH, but you know what? You didn't see it on Friday night. Yeah, JWH definitely was at his barnstorming best. But it was the ability just to hang in that really impressed me. And that's what I was so proud about, the way that they just dug in and the way they just tackled their hearts out. Yeah, it was outstanding, the ticker they showed. 
Look, boys, Radley got knocked out, HIA. I think it was a hip to the head. Mm, hip it's to one the of those head. ones that happens week they're, in, week out in the they're game. They're the ones you can't avoid and it's, uh, you know, unfortunate. Do and you think we missed him? Oh, of course we did. Absolutely. <laughs> if, you, if you look at what Joey John says about Sam Walker, who's the guy that feeds Sam the ball? Victor Radley. Mm. He confuses the defence. He gets the forwards going forward and he gets that ball in two hands and they don't know what he's going to do. Out to Sam Walker. Before you know it, there's a floater. Two pays in the corner and we're all happy. Just on Sam Walker, uh, hard in mouth stuff for the uh, Fit Services radio oh. team when he went down with that ankle injury. But uh, Mate, I was reports... driving. I was driving to Bank West with Dankery. <laughs> <laughs> but all reports are uh, he'll be okay for this weekend. And uh, look... He's put his body through it these last couple of weeks, the shoulder, the ankle. He's a tough young rooster. Mate, can I just reinforce that? Bells, he's played five games. He's had the kitchen sink thrown at him. I mean, the other day was an awkward sort of a fall on that leg, so it wasn't like that was a purpose. But mate, they're bashing him, and he is coming up. He put a beautiful tackle on. I think it was Nia Cora just on the line. Yep. And I've got to tell you, he's proven he's well worth and at the standard of first grade and long may it continue. His defence was actually great on Friday night. He did some big shots and some, you know, saved some great on the ball movement. But also Robbo mentioned that he's learning so much in this physical game. Like getting bashed like that, yeah. he's just learning so yeah. much. And I think it. he's learning to take learn how to take the hits. Yep. That's true. You're learning how to fall and stuff, I yeah. suppose, because he's getting, you know, they're coming at him. Yeah. And it's interesting you say that, Bells. He did say that after the game with a bit of a smile, like that's what this game is, you know what I mean? So you gotta league. Learn, yeah, you've got to learn it one way or the other. And I think he's just playing with the free spirit of the French. Well, I think we all agree it was a gutsy performance, albeit not the result we wanted, but uh, on to the next week, as they say in the classics. Look, we're going to take a short break here on Roosters Radio. When we come back, the one and only Matt Ikevalu. Well, Roosters fans... Great surprise for this week, Silky and Bells. One of our favourites. He's just burst out of the blocks in season 2021. We loved him last year. We had him on Roosters Radio. And I tell you what, he's making a real name for himself on that wing. Would you please welcome to Roosters Radio none other than Matt Ikevalu. Matt, welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Mate, thanks for coming on. Now, I have to uh, just let you know your popularity stakes have risen in here. We've got statues of Orbo. We've got a nude one of Boyd. We've got a nude one of Robbo. We're still doing some work on that, obviously, just to touch it up a bit. <laughs> but, mate, our producer, Pat, is now calling himself around this office, Pat Icavalo. So just goes to show you the pulling power you have on the wing with all the great work you're doing. Hey, Pat Icavalo. <laughs> it's pretty good, mate. We could be on with another Icavalo out there. Yeah, we've got a couple of Belmore fans that are calling you fully sick of Alu. And, uh, mate, and I'm calling you kick of Alu because if someone puts a kick, you either catch it and run into them or catch it and score. So we're wrapped. Fully sick of Alu. That's a new one. <laughs> yeah, that's from the Bulldogs fans. Now, listen, there is actually another little Ikavalu out there, isn't there? Little Harvey was born in January. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm surprised you can't hear him in the background. He's, he's finally found a voice. He's screaming his lungs out out there. So. Well, this will be his Roosters radio debut. <laughs> yes. Probably been 20 years. How's it going? How's being a dad? It's awesome. It definitely has its um, tough moments, but yeah, no, I'm loving it. And my partner Elise, she she's killing it as a as the mum, and she's um yeah really holding it down while I'm I'm at work. So love that. Oh, that's awesome. Because you would have a fair bit of commute time, wouldn't you, Maddie? You um still reside up on the Central Coast, the beautiful Central Coast. I need to say, I'm. <laughs> uh, you two stick together. Yeah, yeah you know we're close. We're tired the up there. Uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm still in Gosford. Yeah, the, the commutes, commutes not too bad. It kind of um, it gives me something to think about, and it, it was also I used to love catching the train. I know we can't do that at the moment with the COVID mm-hmm. protocols, but yeah, no, catching the train was, was awesome as well. Get, chuck a movie on or have a sleep. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 
Mate, we heard a rumour that you listened to a little podcast on the way down about footy, something like Roosters Radio or something. Is that one of your favourite things? <laughs> yeah, on the train? that's all I have playing. Actually, that's that's on my drive home, the Roosters Radio. Yeah, you can pick up a lot from BMOZ, actually, on Roosters Radio. He's, he's been one of our great interviews. A lot of wisdom there. Yeah, that, that's what I have on repeat, yeah, the BMOZ ones. Mate, changing gears to football. Your form this year, out of the blocks, outstanding. Uh, you must be really pleased with how you're performing. And, and it's a week-to-week opportunity, but my God, you grabbed it with both hands. I definitely um, feel a lot more co- uh, confident in myself and um, my, my abilities. So I, I think that's what, what's really um, given me the, the chance to prove myself. And under these uh, sad circumstances with BMOS, I, I'm happy that he's really got behind me and he's helped me a lot as well the, the last few weeks. Yeah, look, I, I wouldn't say from a fan's perspective, mate, we're of the fans, by the fans, for the fans. You're the expert, mate. You've played, you know, 27 first grade games now. You you, you really you know, are a regular uh, starter in our side. No one, you know, no one blinks an eyelid. It used to be, oh, yeah, Matty Icavalo's in for. Now it's like, oh, yeah, Icavalo, Tupu, like you mentioned in that company. I think you've earned the right. So you must feel pretty pleased with that. Yeah, definitely. I don't um, read too much in what the fans say. I do get a message, a few messages from them, and I really appreciate the, the things that they say about me. But, like, I think this year I've got the confidence, and I just – I think last year in my head I, I was the feeling, but this year I've just got that that confidence where I know I can be a starting player week in week out. Yeah, I noticed I was reading reading some articles and stuff, and I've come across your athlete's voice article, and I, I loved it when you said that Coach Robinson is attributed the man that made me a first grader. What sort of influence did Coach Robinson have on your thought and mind process this year? I remember he pulled me in the office, and this was just after Harvey was born, it was during preseason, I was kind of struggling at training a bit just with like sleep and the travel on that but um he just said to me he goes uh i know you're tired but i i need you to uh switch on a bit because i'm going to need you for this year and it, that kind of gave me the confidence that i know i'm next in line behind bmos and tupi but if i'm called upon i need to be ready so i think that's just that switched my mindset on i know that he's got confidence and trust in me so yeah that, that's given me a, a big boost Matt, you know, certainly got a lot of strength on that wing and you've got a, a great rugby league build with so much power, and, you know, in, in the hinds and the legs and everything else. Would you, uh, with all the injuries we had, if you had to play another position, what position would you like to go into if called upon? <laughs> Do you know, I, I said this before when I wasn't playing. I just said, I want to, I just want to play. I don't care what position yeah, I play. I love that. I know how much work the middles do, so... That would definitely be the hardest position to come on at. Scrap that. I'm, I'm talking chip over the chase, regather, flick ball to, uh, you know, Sammy Walker or something. You got something as a kid? Yeah. I, I was thinking I was thinking maybe if, if Sammy Walker wants to have a week off this week, I might just jump and put the seven on my back. and. <laughs> Why not? He kicks in and see how I go. <laughs> Perfect. Now, Matty, I want to talk about game preparation. In particular, this weekend you're up against Kyle Felt, one of the biggest wingers in the competition. But the week before, or last weekend, you're up against Mike Asiva, who's just an absolute battering ram. Uh, we saw the contact you had with him early in the game where uh, you know, it looked like you had to go for a HIA. But preparing to match up against the big boppers on the wings, and most of them are these days, do you approach that differently depending on who you're up against? No. I did get a, a message from someone that who's uh, played a lot of first grade. He just said, he doesn't like a lot of contact and a lot of people going after him. So I took that on board and I just wanted to, I wanted to get at him. And I know that if, if I play with a lot of confidence against him, he won't play with confidence himself. So I, I just wanted to take the, the opportunity with both hands and just go after him pretty much. It showed, mate. You scored three tries. So you obviously uh, won the points last week. 
Yeah. yeah I, I remember a few years ago, I, I actually went against him. He scored two on me. So I think I, I just wanted to level the playing field and score a couple against him. And obviously you have defensive structures, but against big bodies when they're coming at you, you know, a couple of metres out, how do you get ready for that? We do a lot of um, wrestling in the gym. Fitty always gets us in going one-on-ones and two-on-ones. So I think the contact level is not it's, – it's something that we're ready for. So right. you just get in front and we've got the techniques to make the tackles. So I think it's just more so getting your head around you need to make that tackle. And it's it, obviously if I don't make that one-on-one, he's, he's going to score. So that's that's what I, I just got to put my, my head in the right position and make the, the good contact against him. Matty Bush again, mate. Uh, the other night we've seen Josh Adokar score six tries. Last year you <laughs> scored five. Were you yelling at the TV and throwing stuff at it saying, do not score, drop the ball, because it just equaled that great try-scoring feat you did? No, no not at all. I, I love <laughs> seeing people um, making a bit of history and, and scoring some tries. Obviously, I don't want that to happen against me, but it's good. He, he's a great player and a quality player. And I think there's only a handful of players that have scored five tries, so I'm still, I'm still happy that... He's amongst those players too. Let's not forget, he scored three on the weekend as of well. Of course, boys. he's a try scoring machine. <laughs> Matty, we got big injury to Drew Hutchison and, uh, you know, it looked a little bit, uh, it was unfortunate and it was, um, you know, no good to see someone in that much pain. How is Drew? Uh, yeah, I gave him a message uh, just just straight after the game and he got back to me saying he, he's well. So I think there was a couple of broken ribs and a punctured lung. So yeah. I, I'm not, don't quote me on that. I, I'm, I'm just going off what I've heard. So he's a tough bugger if he's, going to uh, recover from that. So, yeah, yeah it's like a lot of pain. I think with interviewing Drew, the um, thing we've picked up, it won't affect his footy because he's too professional for that, but it might affect his smoking and drinking after the game, which <laughs> he absolutely <laughs> loves. Oh, are we going to start that rumour? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Drew, he admitted to it on radio. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I don't want to be the one that starts that rumour. No, no way. Now, mate, this weekend we're up against a resilient Cowboys side, particularly playing... Up there at Magic Round, you know, in front of a Queensland, a parochial Queensland crowd, what are you expecting from the Cowboys? Uh, definitely. Uh, we're expecting a, a tough team to come out. They they just had a, a tough win against the um, Broncos. So I, I think they – was it the field goal? They got the field goal at the end. Yeah, that's right. So I know that they'll know that we're going to be coming out firing. So I'm sure that they're going to be ready for a, a fight. And especially being in Queensland, they're going to have a lot of fans there. So we're just going to go up there. And um, I know I've got full confidence in what – we're going to do to play well against them, but I know that they're going to come out firing. Now, Maddie, just to get in a little bit more on Maddie Ikevalu, earlier you mentioned that uh, Robbo was, you know, a great mentor at the club and he pulled you in and gave you some insight for the year ahead. But just in regards to life in general, who is your mentor? Uh, definitely my parents. I know it's a bit cliche, but um, I reckon I have a phone call with my mum every day and we just talk about, there's a lot of random stuff actually, but it, it, that that always gives me a sense of like being at home, especially I'm not living at home or, and I don't see my mum too much, but having that phone call with her every day, is, it, it, it makes me happy and I know it makes her happy. But um, also like my dad, I know how hard he worked when he came over to Tonga. He had nothing, so he's worked hard to have a, have a good life and give me a good life and I want to work as hard as I can to provide for – my partner Elise and, and now Harvey. So I think that's what's really, really mentored me into the man I've become today. That's beautiful. I love hearing the mum stories. I love oh, hearing those. <laughs> having your stocks gone up on Roosters Radio, <laughs> eh? You and Sammy Verrills, you sneaky little fellas. 
Now, Liz, in regards to that working hard and providing for your family, are you still into your teaching degree at the moment? Yeah, I, I just I, I think I've got a, two or three subjects to go and then I've got an internship to finish off. So I've just enrolled in a winter course, so I'm not actually sure when that starts. I think it's a couple of weeks actually, but um, yeah, once I get that out of the way, I'll, I'll be ready to have something outside of footy. Matty, you touched on your Tongan heritage there, and obviously we've got quite a few Tongan players in our team. Satili, of course, we've got Siwa, we've got a couple of the younger players, is that coming through? Toops, of course. Who's the big chief amongst the uh, the Tongan brethren there, mate? <laughs> I think um, Siwa likes to think he is. Yeah. He definitely um, uh, herds the Tongan boys around. Satili's <laughs> uh, um, on his way up. For myself, I always look up to Tupi. Hey, I just yeah. I just love what he's about and his whole persona. You, even you look at his mannerisms, he's just so chill. So I love being around the, the big Tupi. Beautiful, man. He's the only one that interrupted Russ's radio and said, guys, my mum's here for dinner. Can you hold on for a minute? <laughs> and we went, yep, no worries, Tupi, and he finished his dinner. <laughs> and, and just on that point too, Matt, as a goal, you know, at the end of the year, representing Tonga, is that something that you'd think about or would you rather have your allegiances here for potential state of origin or something down the track? Oh, I definitely. Um, I've always said I wanted to play for Tonga. I nearly had the opportunity a few. Uh, it would have been a year or so back when I for the just for the Tongan Nines, but with my fractured eye socket, I I couldn't play, which that kind of sucked. But um, yeah, definitely that's that's something that I, I always have looked up to wanting to play, and um, yeah, hopefully one day I'll, I'll get a, ch- a shot to play. Matt, the rise of Tonga has been incredible, and you know we talked. Uh, you can see in the news that. The Johns boys are looking to get involved with Samoa and stuff. How important is it for the Pacific Islands? Like your father and your, you know, family must be so proud that Tonga's a real force in rugby league, you know, and it must be something that you're very proud of. Yeah, for sure. I'm very proud of, especially the boys that I play with. Like, it's good to see how they have taken such a leadership role amongst the Tongan side too. You look at Siwa and Tupi, like, they're definitely the big performers when when it comes to it. you got, obviously... Tamalolo and um, Siwa, who's captain it, co-captain the sides. It's it's just awesome to see that they're killing it. And I know my dad. You, you should have seen my dad actually he shed a little tear when they beat Australia. Yeah, right. <laughs> good on him. And yeah. I'm sure a lot of Tongans back in uh, New Zealand and Tonga would would have been uh, having a little tear up as well. Wait yeah. till you play for them; he'll shed more. <laughs> yeah, <budget. laughs> yeah, for sure. I'd, I'd love to see my dad's face in that. Yeah. Well, Matty, I mean, you know, young father, you've ticked that box. That's probably one of the most important things you'll do. But you're doing some really important and great things on that wing for our club. And uh, the fans are loving it. We're loving it. And uh, long may it continue. We really wish you the best this weekend in Magic Round. And please, don't be a stranger on Roosters Radio. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on. Uh, hopefully I can go up and do a job for the for the team this weekend and make your round. But, um, yeah, we want I really seven, like... okay? <laughs> seven. Beat the fox. <laughs> yeah, just tell Sonny Walker to throw me some of those lofts. Yeah, those little lofts. <laughs> Beautiful, uh, mate. Thanks, thanks so Appreciate much it. for spending time with us on Roosters Radio. There you have it. No, no worries. Thank you. Thanks, Matty. Catch you guys. Well, great chat, Silky. What a good man Matty Cavallo is. He's one of the most well-liked guys at the club, always got a smile on his face, always got plenty of time for the fans, the supporters, the staff. Uh, as I said, yeah, one of the most liked guys in the club. He's cheeky and I love him. He's great. Hey, fellow Central Coast man That's as well. That's it, He's yes. a centurion. You're on Roosters Radio and we'll be back right after this.
Welcome back to Roosters Radio on Saturday night, 7.45, up there at Suncorp for Magic Round. Roosters taking on the Cowboys. Bush, Bells, how do you see it? Well, I'm very excited Tupanua's back. Can't wait to see him back out there on the paddock. And also Lachlan Lamb, boys. What do you reckon? He's going to come back in at 5'8". What are your thoughts? Yeah, I like it. Well, actually, Lachlan Lamb was available last week, but due to the uh, disruption we had due to the COVID outbreak here in Sydney, uh, he wasn't in the bubble or something along those lines. So, uh, yeah, he'll be chomping at the bit, ready to play uh, up there on Saturday night. One of the options, I think, whether you want to kind of move a lot of chess pieces around, but the option of playing maybe Joey Manu at 5'8", young Suwali into the centres, and then Lamb comes off the bench, you know, to just give us a little bit of depth. That's something I'd be looking at. I mean, I'm not Coach Robinson, but I just, I you know, you just what. to challenge oh, the idea. In Silky, we trust. I tell you what, <laughs> all those years on the side, a lot have paid off. That's outstanding. I'd love to see that. Great opportunity for uh, Sawala to come into the side, Silky. You're right. And, and we all know what happened, how he missed it last week. But wow, that's food for thought. I hope well, Coach Robinson listens well, the to this thing before is this, Wednesday. The thing is this, uh, obviously, we record early in the week, so we, we're still not clear whether so there's um, time Victor for Radley, well, Victor Radley's got to pass the HIA, right? So we've got that. What's anyone yeah. know the stats around if you don't pass it on the field, then you don't pass it through the week? Is there any stats attributed to that? Because oh, that's a good a, question. Yeah, that's a good Maybe, one. I'll have to get I'll back you, to you on that one. I'll tell you who we should ask. The Bell's NRL up. Physio. NRL Physio on Twitter would have a great number well, for that. So our, our Roosters faithful. And Bell's I trust. Up. Bell's our little stats guru on Roosters Radio. Yeah. Leave it with me. Thank you. On the good news front, Sammy Walker, he should be ready to play up there on Saturday night in front of what really is a home ground for him, you know. Uh, yeah. All his family Suncourt, will All be his there. family will be there. So oh, I'm sure wow. he's really looking forward to playing up in front of his family up there on Saturday night. Just on Sam Walker, look, I mentioned it last week. His uncle Chris is doing a great charity fundraiser for Carl yeah. Webb. He's walked from Cairns, I believe. He's at, he left Townsville last week and he's doing it to raise funds for motor neuron disease and in particular his good mate Carl Webb. Nate Miles, a former rooster as well, joined him on the first 12 days. And uh, Texas, as he's known, is on his way south down towards Suncorp Stadium. But uh, I wish him all the best. If you'd like to uh, follow uh, the journey as it is, uh, just follow Chris Walker on, on social. Yeah, well done to Chris Walker. It's a great cause and a great man, Carl Webb. Uh, Silky, just back on Sam Walker. You know, it is not his debut, but in Brisbane on a home crowd, we saw, you know, West Tigers player make his debut, uh, you know, blonde hair, mullet up there and down in Wollongong. Sini, yeah. Yeah, Sini had all of his mates in there. I guarantee what I'm looking forward to, just like Victor had when he made his debut, I want to see Sam Walker's friends in the crowd in Brisbane just yelling and cheering. Look, boys, it's not just going to be an ordinary crowd either. It's magic round. Yep. Yeah. There's going to be thousands of people there. It's going to be – the atmosphere is going to be amazing. Yeah, it's uh, a great weekend of footy, isn't it? And, look, the Cowboys are going to be up. They had a one-point victory, a thriller over uh, their arch nemesis, the Broncos. You know, they're playing a bit of good football too. They've got some pretty handy plays in their lineup. So beware the Cowboys. Match-up, boys. What are you excited to see? Personally? The fullbacks, Val Holmes. I hope he has a great game because um, he's up against one of the best in Teddy. He's been playing some good football too, Valentine Holmes. He has. Personally, uh, the battle up front, I think, as usual, uh, you know, our big boppers, JWH and uh, Siwa, up against Jordan McLean and uh, Cohen Hess. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, I'm liking Rads versus Tamalolo, the, uh, the two lock forwards. Yeah. I mean, nice. Tamalolo, the $10 nice. million dollar man, and... Uh, Victor Radley, if he's not on 10, he should the be. The inflictor might give it to him. Yeah. yeah that would be a that. mouth-watering matchup. Oh, one. yeah. Well, boys, Saturday night, 7.45 p.m. What are your predictions for points? Oh, I think this is going to be a tough game. Look, we've been up a long time and we've got plenty of injured troops. How Robbo keeps them up week in, week out is a testament to his coaching. 
I think they're going to be hard to beat the Cowboys in front of a parochial Queensland crowd up there. But look, we've got it in us to get the W and I'm going to say it's going to be close. So I'm going to say Roosters 18, Cowboys 12. 18, 12. Okay, I'm going to say not as many points scored and I'm going for 14 to 8 actually. 14 to 8? Yeah, yeah, very unusual. Yeah. It is unusual. I think it's Roosters 22, Cowboys 10. Wow, that's a that's a good one. Hope so. Yeah, I, well, I like your one. Bit of value for the punters. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I like it. Well, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. I want to thank our special guest, the flying winger, Matic Avalu. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. Easter to win. win.